everybody. This is the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited today. We have a special interview for you. We are talking to a Hall star extraordinaire. We're talking to actor Lane Edwards today, and I'm Rachel, and Amber's here. Hello, everybody. And Lane, thank you so much for, for joining us. We're so excited to talk with you. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, great. Um, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful summer so far. Oh, good. That's what we like uh, to hear. You, know, you asked me to describe how I became an actor. Um, yeah. What inspired me to become an actor? Well, I come from a family of shameless performers. My brother is an actor. Yeah. Uh, my sister is an actor and a stand-up comedian. Oh. And they were both doing it before I started. I got a late start. I didn't start acting until I was in my mid-30s. Um, and uh, I would say they inspired me. My father is a... Um, a a Southern gospel recording artist. Oh. So there is absolutely no shyness in my family, which is a huge benefit to somebody who wants to become an actor. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no, we all love attention and we love, uh, we love the idea of being in front of people. We're pretty comfortable and safe there. So that, that definitely helped. But those were what those, I mean, just, I think it's, that's something that's always been in the back of my mind, the idea of performing, um, uh, and I kind of got sidetracked in my 20s. I was a youth worker. Uh, I worked with um, really messed up street kids and inner city kids for uh, about a decade. Mm -hmm. And when I sort of came to the end of that, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I didn't want to spend any time doing anything I didn't want to do. Right. So I, so, I, <laughs> so I took an acting class and I loved it. I actually, I didn't love it at first. It was really hard. I liked it enough that I stuck with it. Um, and sort of, I'd say by the end of the first year, I started to book a couple of roles and things started to kind of kind of move for me. And then I kind of started to fall in love with it once I, once I was able to really play on set with other actors, um, then I just started to love it and yeah. what I do. That's really cool. Yeah, so when you say your family's full of drama, it's like literal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> at Christmas time is unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely, cry at supermarket openings. Um, we are we are always the center of attention if we're at a restaurant or or some kind of an event together. Um, that's just how we are. Yeah, we always knowing the Edwards clan is around for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds like my family. Uh, well, my my mom's side of the family, Richard's side, are very like thoughtful and philosophical and like to have deep discussions about things and then my wagner side is loud and opinionated yeah. <laughs> and so it can be kind of like a whiplash going from from visiting both families <laughs> well that's good it sounds like you have it sounds like you have balance my <laughs> family my family are all just complete hams yeah. my mom's side my dad's side <laughs> We grew up in evangelical churches, so I mean, we just all grew up singing and and performing in front of people all the time, um, witnessing to strangers. That kind of like we're just always yeah. have no fear of of people whatsoever. And in fact, we love people. That's the, that's really the thing about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the truth. Hey, at least it's not boring. Oh, it is never boring. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. That's nice. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, because we were going to ask you later on, but uh, so we got to see your brother, particularly mm -hmm. when covering The Good Witch this last mm -hmm. season. 
and he was a delight. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know about your sister, but <laughs> you need but, to get her on the Hallmark circuit. Yes. Well, we she's working on it, you know, she's, uh, <laughs> so she's a sketch comic and stand up comedian. Oh, well awesome. Here in Vancouver. Um, so what's she's her name? Unbelievably talented. Her name's Robin Edwards. Oh. That is the name of my high school drama teacher. Yeah. Allie. So um, your sister's my favorite person on earth. No. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's one of mine. <laughs> She's in my top five for sure. Uh, cool. Uh, so, uh, anyways, I, she, it's not listed yet, but yeah, she's been she's experienced some success recently, and and I think is trying to work her way into Hallmark as well. Hallmark's the place to be. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Especially in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, all of them. All the movies are in Vancouver. It's the best. My favorite. Our favorite thing is when it's like, oh, we're in Vancouver, but it's New York or yeah. things like that. That's the yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could have like the ultimate Hallmark family movie, family reunion movie, like a Christmas, but it would be a real family. This could be great. <laughs> you mean my sister, my brother, and yes, I? Yes. Oh, I'm telling you, it's our dream. It oh is our gosh. dream to be in a TV show. But the only way it's possible <laughs> is if we are actual siblings because we all look so much alike. Yeah. Especially my brother and I. Like, we could never play buddies. We'd have to be brothers. Yeah. It could be yeah. like, um, uh, what's it? One Christmas Eve, I think it's called. Uh, the, that's just like the wild madcap uh, Christmas with the Edwards. It would be great. Oh, let's pitch it. Yeah. And like, you have to bring some reserved girl home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any. I don't know any reserved girls. <laughs> well, no, in the movie. In the movie. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that would be, oh, yeah, we bring like, well, my brother, I mean, that, that, that was the whole kind of idea behind, my brother was in a sitcom called The Package Deal. Mm -hmm. And that was really the whole idea behind his sitcom was that he's, he's, uh, uh, got this girlfriend who's who's reserved and cool and quiet and and his brothers are Jay Malone and Harlan Williams who are oh. who are like crazy stand-up comedians so um I, I it's an idea that's been done but maybe we can try and rip it off again yeah well, oh but but Hallmark would do it see oh, and then yeah. it would be so good everyone would love it with the whole great. Christmas thing to it it would be great I, I love it yeah let's do it let's do it <laughs> I mean, we're not, we don't have any say, but we'll, yeah, tell Martha Williamson. Yeah, <laughs> we can get Nina on board, our favorite writer, Nina Weinman. Love it. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so, that's really cool. Well, great. Uh, and we really did enjoy your brother on The Good Witch. He was a lot of fun. So Good. I'll, I'll, I'll pass that. Yeah. I'll pass that along to him. I'm sure he'd be happy to hear it. Except okay. for his betrayal of <laughs> Mayor Martha, but I don't want to talk about it. It's, <laughs> it gets me. It's a little... You're so angry. Yeah. He was such a turncoat. He really was. I mean, Amber, it's just TV. I, I, Mayor Martha is not just TV to me. All she right. isn't. She, <laughs> you don't mess with Catherine Disher. <laughs> And we got to interview her twice, so she's, like, extra special. But so, it was so funny because uh, he was, you know, he's, like, her assistant. And he was 
in the episode just before he was like so concerned and taking such good care of her and then the next time we see him he's like okay get out of the office it was just like <laughs> so abrupt yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not mayor anymore um so anyway well i guess he just goes with the office and yeah he doesn't scared. care about martha <laughs> no, standards. <laughs> no standards <laughs> well so you're for first- back to you back to you <laughs> <laughs> talking about my brother and my sister yeah so first of all you play you've played a lot of cops and officers of different kinds what's yeah. that like uh that's been that's been well everyone's every every one of them's different i mean i, I think um the cops that i've played have all sort of had their own um their own unique stories as far as as far as like um you know officer dalton in the shack was had a huge job around being the liaison between uh, Mac and the FBI and trying to find us to help him find his daughter. Um, and that was that was an incredible story to tell. Uh, uh, Officer Tom Rooker um, in A Dog's Way Home, which you'll be seeing mm-hmm. next year, is, is kind of a different story too, because he's really trying to rescue. Um, his mentor and a man that he's looked up to for his whole life in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, an, he's trying to, he's trying to get a veteran, an, uh, uh, um, uh, a, a U.S. Army veteran off the streets. And it's somebody that his whole community and his whole town has looked up to for his whole life since they were kids. And um, so that story was, was a unique one to tell as well. Uh, and I think, I mean, when it comes to like playing cops and playing, sort of people with people with jobs and titles that kind of in that kind of a way it's 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 really important that you find out what their story is because everyone has a story and that's that's like that's what it's for me that's what it's all about is is being able to tell compelling stories about men and and that's whether you're playing a cop or a or a lawyer or whatever you're playing, you're, you're still trying to tell their story and you have to figure out what their story is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lester Kimsicle, on the other hand, was sort of a, a different kind of a beast. And, and that was a really fun one to play on Science Seal and Delivered. Mm. He, was, uh, he was a super lovable loser. Or maybe even not that lovable, actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, he was the chief of post office security and he took his job very seriously. Very serious. Yeah, that was his story. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was fun to be able to tell that one too. Cool. Uh, yeah. So your first role for Hallmark was Science Seal Delivered, but it was a different role, right? You've yep. played two roles and that you were in the um, Dark of Night, I think it was called. Dark of Night. Yeah. Dark of Night. Uh, and that one's a pretty intense episode uh, about this. Uh, we talked to Kimberly Sustin about it because she was in yep. that, uh, about this rape victim and her child and everything like that and uh all of that it was pretty emotional i don't know how how was that what was that like uh well first let me say that one of the best experiences in on working one of the one of the best things that came out of working on that film were some of the relationships that i uh came with kimberly and i are good friends um and uh have worked together since have studied together um, but though, though that's that was an unbelievable. That was probably my favorite Hallmark experience so far. Um, and and I think the I think as far as the story goes, Michael Wheeler's journey was about p- 
peace was about finding peace and and specifically it was about finding peace through forgiveness mm-hmm. and that's what that yeah. story was it, it, it was and and his daughter was really was really what anchored him in that in that search he had to search for peace he had to find forgiveness because because she was more important to him than all of it and that was what made him such a great man we were able to frame that story in a way that it was about peace and forgiveness and not just about a weird rape mm-hmm. it, it became a story that was really worth telling and it's one that i'm it's probably one of the roles in my career that i'm the most proud of mm-hmm. um because those 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 are really the kinds of values and the kinds of um the kinds of stories that resonate with me and my family and 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 me as a man um it's hard to it's hard to see through things to peace and forgiveness a lot of the time um and uh and and it's it's mm-hmm. it's good to be able to to find it when you when you can and when you do because there's so much release there's so much freedom that comes on the other side of it um so yeah that was that was a great story to be able to tell him i'll always be enormously grateful to martha for writing it and for letting me be the person who got to tell that story and i've told her that um mm. uh, it's meant a ton to me yeah one thing that i've noticed also is as we've been talking to people about their experiences on science Still delivered i feel like every single person who comes out of that show is just like a better person for having been involved mm-hmm. and yeah. because because they explore just humanity i guess and there's such great such great stories they are she's an incredible writer she really is she writes stuff that makes you that that she writes stuff that that resonates deeply with all, with most people i think mm-hmm. um she certainly writes stuff that resonates deeply with me even even lester kinsicle was in, was was kind of we all have people in our lives or know people that take their jobs and their situations way too seriously. <laughs> and it's fun yeah. to be able to play that kind of a person. And she wrote that character so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I, I think she, they've done a wonderful job of using this really interesting idea of lost letters as a way to explore the kinds of issues that um, I don't, that I think Hallmark is, is becoming more comfortable exploring. Mm-hmm. I think they've really done a great job of that. Well, and I think what's very impressive about what she does and the whole team there does is, is telling stories of faith uh, with, with nuance and without uh, wanting to create a movement. And I think that that can be a problem sometimes in faith-based films is that they so want to uh, proselytize that they kind of forget to tell the story. And, um, uh, and I, I know, I just think she's so good at that because she concentrates on how the faith affects the characters. And that's the most important thing, not about what the people are saying and, and creating a ministry and that a lot of faith-based films, they're, they're trying to be ministering. And, uh, and I, I think she just does a wonderful job of that. It's very impressive to me. I agree. I think she's great at telling a story and getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, think yeah. she's, I think she's great at telling the truth. She's yeah. a very grounded person with, with the, with who, who's obviously in her life had deep experiences that she believes matter. 
And she, and, and those are the stories that, and I'm not trying to relate that to any of the stuff that she's written, but I'm just, I'm just saying that, that there's a certain, there's a certain depth that she has and a certain, uh, a certain way that she's able to tell these stories that allow for, for uh, the humanity in all of us to show through along with and interwoven with our faith and how, how a groundedness in your faith can allow you to go through the human, the human experiences that her characters have. And she's not afraid to tell the story of those experiences. Mm -hmm. It's a risky thing to do. It's a risky thing to do when it comes to um, uh, evangelical Christian beliefs, because, because we've all, I think, been taught that there's such an agenda at stake that we have to be careful about telling the truth in the event that it, that it messes with the agenda. And she doesn't seem to really be afraid of that. She doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be afraid of, of, of maybe, of maybe uh, challenging the, the, the agenda, probably because her faith is so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, it's, it's story first and then faith second. And I think that's what makes it work. It, it, it is. It, it's yeah. true, but her faith is so grounded that it, there, there's no way for her to tell a story without yeah. right, right. Do it, and she has an enormous amount of confidence in that. That's really, really cool. Well, we love it. <laughs> I, just, I was just listening to your your podcast with Casey Casey Manderson, and this oh. is, this is taking on a different tone. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's not surprising, knowing Casey. Well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, he hasn't been on Seinfeld delivered yet. He hasn't no. been changed. No, he's still, <laughs> he no, he sure hasn't. Uh, so yeah, but it's just a great show. We love it, and uh, so we could probably talk about Seinfeld delivered every day for just hours every day. It would, we don't, it, but then the podcast would be different. Possible's <laughs> podcast. Um, so your first non-science to deliver role for Hallmark was, uh, the Along Came a Nanny? Is oh, right? wow. Yeah. That was a fun one. <laughs> uh, I'm not even, look I'm not looking right now, but that was with, uh, with Cameron Matheson. <laughs> yes. Cameron Matheson, Sarah Lancaster. What? I must admit, I have not seen this. <laughs> well, let me just say that, uh, that, uh, it was an absolute treat to work with him. He uh -huh. is a wonderful example for a new actor. And at that time I was a pretty new actor. He's a wonderful example uh, for, and I, I, I told him this, he's a wonderful example for a new actor as far as how to, how to conduct yourself as a lead. Hmm. And how to, how, he just, he's like, the, he's like the, he was like the captain of our team the whole time. And it was awesome. He's a pleasure to work with. He's really kind. And obviously a very good actor, um, but he he just like had such a wonderful way of conducting himself on set. You don't always see, so it was it was that was a fun one. Yeah, well, that's what Barbara Niven said when I talked to her. Is just how impressed she was working with Cameron about. Particularly, she said that uh, he'll just have I guess uh, in his room he'll just have his like uh, FaceTime just on all the whole evening, so it's not just like a sit down. Uh, with like conversation that he's like really there with his kids in a way. I was oh, like, yeah. that is so cool. So yeah, he he's a cool guy. We're we're fans. <laughs> <Cameron>. <laughs> Handsome too. Man, yeah, he's... hey. <laughs> oh, 
in real life, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Not just handsome, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Sarah Lancaster, she's she's a hall star. Oh, I, she's uh, one of my yeah. favorite uh, Hallmark Christmas movies for crazy. Uh, she's really great. So you were in The Sweetest Christmas, and that was your first Christmas movie? Is that correct? Was it? Your Maybe. first Hallmark Christmas movie. Hallmark Christmas Maybe movie. it was. <laughs> um, it was after the Christmas Icetastrophe, but oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that's not Hallmark. Which I didn't last very long yet. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so did I didn't you... last very long in that at all. I think that was... Was that Ice Quake? Oh no, Christmas Ice Catastrophe was the one where I got in a pickup and drove into uh, drove into a, a a blizzard to save my 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 village, but ended up oh my, uh, I, my truck froze to a stop and uh, and I was taken. Oh uh, wow! I need to see Christmas Ice Catastrophe. That sounds really fun. That's pretty good. The other one that I died really quickly in was Ice Quake, where uh, Ice Quake. where yeah. Where a uh, I'm at the top of a mountain and a uh, and a uh, and this is this is before the credits have even rolled yet. Um, me and another scientist are trying to take measurements of the strange uh, under the mountain uh, uh, rumbling that's happening. These these tremors and suddenly between me and the other scientist, a a crevasse opens up and I have to dive over the crevasse in my. <laughs> And in midair above the crevasse, a gas shoots up as I'm diving over it, freezes me to death in the air, and I just land flat on my face. And I did that stunt. Ooh. I did that my, my own self, flat on my face, cut my face and everything. Oh, my gosh. So wow. it sounds to me like we're going to need to have a special episode <laughs> where we just review the Lane Edwards Ice movies. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Sounds epic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sweetest yeah, so, Christmas was my first, uh, my first Hallmark Christmas. So when you play a villain, as you played... He's uh, not a villain. Uh, I will fight you. The wrong guy. Fine. The wrong guy. Right? Let's, let's be honest. How do you I've get never... into that headspace of like playing the wrong guy, but doing it in a really fun way? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the, the challenge of playing the wrong guy for Hallmark because I am the villain. I'm yeah. the bad guy. I'm the obstacle in the movie. Right. right? Yeah. But let's be honest, I'm not that bad a guy. <laughs> you know? Like the worst thing I did it was was mistake my what was instead of asking her to marry me, I offered her a promotion in my company. You're which, way better in Sweetest Christmas than Maggie's Miracle, which we'll talk about next. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but right? But, but like, it's really, not, it's really not that bad. Here's the thing. We always have to remember, I don't think, whether you're playing any kind of a character, a villain or a, or a, a good guy or a bad guy or whatever it is, that your character is always doing the best that they can for themselves. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. He, he, he's just doing the best. Alex is just doing the best he can to be the guy that she wants him to be. He's just not the right guy. Right. Yeah. And I see, I feel like you do an amazing job with that because I am a wrong guy connoisseur 
I pay so much attention to these characters. And yeah. there are definitely the guys who play it one note and they I like I don't feel like they know their guy. But you, I always feel like you know who your person is and you're not playing them like, ooh, I'm going to get the girl. You're just doing, like, in your mind, you are the guy, like, the main guy. It's not your fault that they just wrote it in a different movie. Like, Because I'll tell you something, Amber. In my life, I'm the guy. (laughs) 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 I mean, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but... (laughs) No, I'm not. <laughs> we don't want to get you into trouble. No, but, I'm not. But, um, but I, do, I do think that it's, I do actually think that um, it, it, the, the really important thing for me is to always remember that whatever my guy is doing, he's doing the absolute best he can. He really is. He's, he's trying as hard as he can. We all do. That's what we do in life. We're not... Very few of us, unless we're like a psychopath or a sociopath or something like that, and even they're doing the best they can with what they have, but we're mostly going through life doing the best we can, and then we just screw it up all the time. Yeah. And these yeah. guys are the same way. It's fair. It's fair. We're, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Sweetest Christmas, he didn't really come around after a while because he got the godmother of gingerbread to like come out and help her that was was pretty nice and make that whole like in any other world that's a really nice thing to do for someone (laughs) and in this show it's like how dare he keep a secret i'm like ah the godmother of gingerbread is here right the trick with that guy was not playing him so great that was plant was making him making him like not not making him enough of a good guy that the girl looked kind of nasty like he yeah. kind of but anyways that's big yeah because you you want to because we've talked to marcus rosner who plays the wrong guy a lot we've talked to casey manderson <laughs> who's played a couple of times so uh and <laughs> just, like i think you just have to kind of embrace it and have fun with it it seems like but the great news is if you want Whenever we get our firehouse movie made, you get yes. to be in the wrong guy firehouse, which wins. So <laughs> the wrong guy gets the girl. The, well, it's so it's going to be so amazing. Oh, so. I can't wait! <laughs> oh God, what I wouldn't give to get the girl. <laughs> so what we have this whole little idea because we think we haven't talked about this for a while so I, I i can explain it but we think that hallmark isn't using the men well enough in their movies and so we want to have a movie about dueling firehouses uh-huh. and they can have it can be a summer nights movie we can have a pancake cook-off we got it all planned and we have one <laughs> one of the firehouses can have all of the typical leading men yeah and then the other can have the wrong guys in it. Yeah. And it'll be really amazing and fun. And it'll give the wrong guys a chance to get all the ladies and yeah. all the, the leading guys to play like the wrong guy. It'll be yeah. so fun for everybody. Yeah. I love it. So like I you and Casey and Marcus can like be running the firehouse. It'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Cameron Matheson and uh, yeah, on the other side. All the other guys, they're all on the other side. I yeah, mean, and they'll lose because you guys are the winners in this one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh What's man, from the Princess Bride. What's his, uh, from uh, from the Perfect Bride? Um, yeah. yeah anyway. We would revolutionize Hallmark if given the chance. We'd probably destroy it, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But I do it's just think- one movie, Rachel. They could give us one movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Goodness <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're constantly scheming our our pitches for possible fantasy Hallmark movies that we. It's, it's always just this movie. So <laughs> 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 um, but. So Maggie's Christmas Miracle, I do think he was way more of a cad in that one. That the wrong guy in that one. Like yeah. <laughs> I like I loved it. It was hilarious, but we had, some, uh, we had a ton of fun making that one. We actually got in trouble we were having so much fun making that yeah. one. We got we had one take where um the writing was a bit weird, a bit funny in one part where they, they kind of hit this one idea three times, this idea of me finding the perfect parking spot. They hit it kind of three times. So I just hit it three times. And by the third time, it was just coming off so funny that uh, Luke was, was uh, looking at me and laughing his head off. And, I, and then it led to me laughing my head off. And then Jill, and we just like couldn't stop. We couldn't get through a take for like a really long time before. And then finally the producer kind of walked out from Video Village and just did one of those kind of stares from the other side of the camera. <laughs> and then walked back into Video Village and we were like, okay, we need to that. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So yeah. funny. Just when she, when he gave her that, that plane ticket and you're like, we're thinking, dude, she's got a kid. She's not just going to leave for Christmas. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, what right. are you doing? <laughs> Slides so. it out of the inside pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It was, it was so, so good. No it was so good. We loved it. It was. It, we had so much fun on that. We really did. It was really good. We just got. I just got to talk to Joe Wagner, so we we heard it was really fun. So, um, so then you were another wrong guy in the Perfect Pride too. Big surprise. <laughs> Also, again, and this is like a great example. My is is uh, uh, Steve was looking for Steve was looking for redemption. Steve wanted to yeah. be Steve. Steve really felt horrible for the thing he'd done in the beginning, and really just wanted to make it up to her. He just yeah. wanted to be better in his life, and he only the only. He kind of saw this opportunity as the only way for him to be able to become a better guy. And in the midst of it, things got murky because it's still guys and girls and it's, you know, boys and girls are going to get murky about stuff. But ultimately, he was just really trying to, to be a better guy to help her, um, which, you know, doesn't make him a bad guy. It just made him not the right guy. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, also, a blast working with uh, with yeah. Kevin and Pascal. Those two are hilarious. Together. And Casey Manderson. And Casey Manderson. <laughs> Who can forget Casey Manderson? I swore I wouldn't say his name on this podcast. <laughs> you brought him up. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> you opened that can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that was a really fun movie we really both enjoyed it very much and uh so then you were just in the latest or one of the garage sale mysteries pandora's box yep. and this is my favorite of the three personally that have aired uh, in this marathon i guess 
And this one had like quite the cast of handsome men. Of course, yourself, <laughs> of course, Steve Basick. But then it also had uh, Antonio Cupo in there. It had Michael Monroe in there. It had, it was, it was fun. I appreciate that. I appreciated that. <laughs> I like that one. Rachel is like... I don't remember any of the story, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) She was just in a complete, like, man zone. She couldn't even think. Yeah. Yeah. I was very entertained. I mean, I'm a superficial person. We all know that. That's all it takes sometimes. And I loved that they went with the name Andronicus. Mm. (laughs) Like, that is just a great name. So strong. Yeah. And they couldn't have picked a less Greek looking guy. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to, I'm not here to like, you know, cast movies, but. <laughs> yeah. He pulled it off. I was like, wow, is he actually Greek? This is amazing. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if I would really believe that you and Antonio Cooper are brothers. Uh, but hey, I'm with it. Yeah. You can cast both of you in any movie. I'm fine. Oh wow, thanks. And <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I really liked how there was the little um because uh, I'm not that big on the mysteries in general, but I really liked this one because of all the family stuff was super cute, and I really liked uh, Hannah and the. The detective's little relationship that was so cute and i just it was fun it didn't take itself too seriously a lot of these mysteries are a little too serious for my taste yeah no i mean it it it, it, it is fun it's it, it, it it's it's a, such a freaking skill that hallmark has to be able to like tell a dark story with uh with but keeping it light it's almost like it almost has like a classic mystery kind of a feel and i think mm-hmm. i think Lori brings a lot a little bit of that flavor to it mm-hmm. as well she's a very classic actress mm-hmm. she reminds me of an actress that you know you'd see in the 50s or 60s that were just she just has such a cadence in her speech and just the way that she carries herself it's very she's a very classically sort of strong uh ambitious woman and it's she she's she's uh she did a great job and she's man she had some of the speeches that she's got to deliver are incredible and she just rattles them off she's such a pro man yeah i do love how the person with the gun always waits for her to explain the whole thing like what's going on like then you went there and then you went here and then you went very nice of them to be fair if Lori laughlin was talking to me i'd be like i'll wait till you finish yeah right I, uh, I got to bring my dad, I got to bring my dad on set um, for one of the days on that for just a set visit. To oh, yeah. Day. And man, was he smitten. Whew. He was smitten. <laughs> you? Like, yeah, yeah, he has a crush. For sure. okay. He wouldn't hate me telling you that. But. I'm glad I'm not the only one who was, <laughs> if I'd been yeah. on that set, I got to talk to Sarah Strange too, the best. She's yeah. super fun. I don't know. I just... I, I just really enjoyed this one and I thought it had enough surprises and enough twists and turns that, you know, like at a certain point she's like looking through trash and stuff like that. And like, Ooh, there's peanut oil and enough sort of clues. You're kind of putting things together. I thought it, it made it a pretty fun experience. Great. 
Yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was a blast to me. It was a blast. Yeah. It looked like you guys were having fun. Good. Uh, Kevin O'Connor is also a very fun person. Yeah. To work yeah. With. yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like him too. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying on Twitter that I wish we could get uh, his character and uh, Peter Benson's character from Aurora Tea Garden mm. get them together in a crossover event movie. Yeah, and they could, they could have to deal with these meddlesome women. It would be, it would be really good. That's I would really opinion. be interested though to see how quickly the police could actually solve these crimes if they didn't have all these meddlesome women just trying to solve the crimes for them. Yeah. Right? They got, like, <laughs> it's amazing that these uh, home improvement specialists and bakers. <laughs> I mean, they're, you just, you can't, you, you're like, you're, you're, it, they sneak up on you. Yeah. You know? And it's amazing. It's incredible that they're better than the police at solving these crimes. But I think sometimes the police just have to let people do their business. And, and that's the best way to get, yeah. get to the crime. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I, I think maybe they bring in bad karma to like this town that everybody's getting murdered all the it's time. It's true though. <laughs> Could you even imagine like living in the town with one of these people? Because they're always set in some like quaint little town of like 300 people and like a new person gets murdered like every two weeks. Right. Yeah. Right. Why I do think... they still live there? I don't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> 100% you move. Especially if you got a name like Andronicus. Like, yeah. you gotta well, be yeah. out of there. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. yeah. Sell the mansion. We're getting out of here. <laughs> so I asked Sarah, I was like, does Danny ever want her to just like take take one, take a backseat on one? Like, sit this one out? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, but it's fun. What can you do? Okay. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, so we didn't ask you about Summer of Dreams because we And you thought to... we forgot, but we didn't. We were I, saving we didn't it. Forget about all that. <laughs> impossible to forget about. <laughs> so, what was that like to be in that role in here to be coming back for the And this time role? you do get Pascal. Well, I have Pascal already. <laughs> um, but yeah, we actually did Perfect Bride and uh, Wedding of Dreams back to back. So that was like a month and a half of Pascal, which is, which is a lot of Pascal. Uh, Just the perfect amount, though. A lot of Pascal. A lot of Pascal laughing at her own jokes. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, we uh, got to have her because that sounds like us. <laughs> we just laugh at her own jokes. Hilarious. She, she is... She is uh, the queen of the of the dad joke, or I guess in her case, the mom joke. And mm -hmm. then she fly out of her, and then she laughs to the point of tears. <laughs> She's a very funny person. Uh, but cool. Tim's a, Tim was a fun guy to play. He's uh, he he's kind of brings he brings the light to his family and to to just about every situation he's in, which is always a really fun character for me to play. It doesn't it doesn't take a lot of really deep prep work to play a guy like that. You just kind of get to come and, and have fun every day. And, and really, uh, again, one of the things that's great about being able to work with Hallmark and being able to, to work in this business is when you work with people who have done it for so long that are um, gracious and kind and respectful and Deb's one of those people. And uh, so is Robert Gant is also one of those kinds of people 
that are just really, really great to look to as examples of how to, how to conduct yourself in this business. Cause there, there are so many people out there that, are, that don't conduct themselves that way. It, like in any business and, sure. and they're just not there. These guys are, you know, absolutely, um, uh, absolute professionals and, and kind and gracious. And, and that, I think that's at all a real, I think that's a real hallmark of hallmark. You know, I don't, I don't think you can, I don't think you can get very far not being that kind of person with Hallmark, um, which I think speaks a lot to them. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, it, the other great thing about um, uh, doing Wedding of Dreams is how, how much fun uh, my uh, Lauren McNamara, who plays my daughter, her and I just get along like a house on fire on that. And I've gotten to know her family really well. And she is just such a wonderfully talented actress. Um, so yeah, it's been, I, I, that's a great job. I do, I do a hundred more of those. They have mm, cool. Well, we're really excited to see it. It must've been fun to, uh, to get back together after two years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. was. Cause that, and we got, and we got I, I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, Debbie actually does kind of a private concert for us at one point. Uh, we, we had, there's uh she plays, she plays a beautiful rendition of one of her, one of her early hits, uh, just her and the piano. So like getting to actually sit there at night under, under the lights and, and watch her, watch her play from maybe about less than a hundred of us, probably maybe about 50 of us is pretty, mm -hmm. pretty special. It was pretty great. For, did you, you, know, did somebody, you freak out like a true fan girl? You were like, Oh my goodness. I was singing along. <laughs> yes. Knew every word. Oh, that's so cool. Jealous. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really fun. We're excited for it, and uh, very so excited. And I'm assuming you can't tell us much about what's going to happen. I'm going to guess there's a wedding being planned, at least a dreamy one. A dreamy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess a lot of the cast is back, at least because IMDb says so. I think everybody's back. Yeah, we can see more of. Um... Uh, I think you'll see more of a few of us and less of a few of us, but we're all back. Ooh, cool. how feeling. cryptic. I'm very excited. <laughs> Don't forget to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we like to end our interviews with some silly questions. I don't know if you listened that far into the Casey Anderson interview, but... <laughs> I'm not prepared at all for this. Okay. Good. So <laughs> good, then you'll have, we'll have your real answers, yep. not your prepared political answers. Oh, I hope I don't swear. Okay. You won't. Okay. You won't. <laughs> uh, I'm 0% worried. Because okay. um, these are what we like to call our teen beat questions. Oh. So it's like back in the day, Teen Beat Magazine, right. the questions they'd ask all the teeny boppers. Right. Except for, you know, now yeah. and us. So um, the first question is, what is your, the best ice cream flavor? Uh, Haagen-Dazs Cafe. I can show you it. It's in my freezer right now. Okay. Mm, Perfect. Good. Haven't tried it, but now I will. Look at you. <laughs> Haagen-Dazs, sponsor Lane Edwards. Coffee on one side, cafe on the other. That makes mm. Haagen-Dazs coffee. It's the best. Okay. Um, the next question is, what is your favorite color? Blue. Excellent. Mm, a lot of and, people pick blue. 
Back in the day, this would have been what's in your CD player right now, but I'm assuming that doesn't, that's not a thing. So what music are you listening to right now? Uh, I am listening to uh, a lot of uh, The Weeknd, mm. uh, a little bit of Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, J. Cole is actually, I think, uh, one of my favorite artists right now. He's writing some really cool stuff that is going to challenge a lot of people. Along the lines, same lines as Childish Gambino, who's another, another mm. uh, favorite of mine right now. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> so, I didn't expect this from what you. What were you expecting? I don't know. Country, <laughs> gospel, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited I, about that. I have a great rendition of All Holy Night by David Phelps in my phone that I listen to probably like at least twice a week. But I like, oh, really I like what you chose. It makes me feel like we are better friends than I thought we were. Ah. <laughs> Rachel doesn't even know who you're talking about. I do but. know who The Weeknd is. I know that band. The rest so, of them, I'll have to look up. <laughs> but that's what's fun about this, right? That is what's fun. I always feel like, except for this time, because I just feel super smart. But I always feel when we finish and people are like, you know, Bruce Horgenby. I'm like, mm, no, I don't know who that is. I'll look him up. So. <laughs> But this time I just feel really smart. So I'm pretty excited. Okay. Um, and then the next question is, what is your go-to date night food? Go-to date night food is um, probably Italian. Mm. That's, like, that's so cliche, but like. I honestly don't think anyone said Italian yet. Really? Well, you just uh, have to be careful with Italian because it's a high spillage possibility. It can be. I, have, I just have these great. Um, Italian spots kind of in my neighborhood. I live in, yeah. I live in a really cool neighborhood in Vancouver and we have these, um, this, this one really old school Italian spot that I love that's been here for years. Mm. And this other one that's kind of brand new that's just like this awesome new restaurant that, that I love. So those are like, I'd say those are them, Italian. Sounds delicious. Italian. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about Italian because the one time I went on a date to the Olive Garden, which kind of counts, as, I mean, it is Italian, but it's not like Italian. The waiter, like, literally spilled the other table's entire tray of food on me. Oh, that has <laughs> so, nothing to do with Italian. It has nothing to do with Italian, but I was, so it was just unbelievable. Like, literally five people's dishes of food on me. God, the waiter felt weird. so bad. It was so funny, but oh, it must have felt awful. <laughs> Tomato sauce, probably, right? Yeah. Like, well, no, like it was like a whole oh. table's work tray of food. Oh so, gosh. like Alfredo, red <laughs> sauce, like everything. It was, it was amazing. Was there what, was there a second date? That's what I want to know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it had nothing to do with the waiter. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a weirdo guy. Like, don't yeah, worry. he took it to the Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be you have to be careful with Italian food though too, because it can be really garlicky, which make your yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all care. kinds of landmines. On the first date, anyways, though, Rachel. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. We don't kiss on the first date. I like to at least be kissable. Yeah, just in case, right? <laughs> like you can try, but no, no. Just in case. Oh, you're coming in. No, no, no. Right? That's First why you date. need garlic. Because you'd be like, oh, no, 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 I had garlic. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 37 years old. I, I don't know if I can afford <laughs> to wait for the second date. <laughs> 
<laughs> ah, Rachel, I yeah. feel like you and I are a lot better friends. <laughs> yeah, <I think so. laughs> yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, Okay, um, and it's, this one goes along with the last one. Okay. Go to date night activity. You know what's funny in Vancouver? It, we don't really go on, I don't, I don't anyways, I don't go on date nights as much as date days. Like mm -hmm. a good date activity in Vancouver is we go for a hike and then have dinner after. Mm. Right, so like that would be, that's something that's pretty, pretty common for me. I have a couple of dogs that I walk for a friend of mine and I always like to go and take them for a walk out in, um, Pacific Spirit Park, which is a beautiful place to hike out here up by up in the mountains. I, I live like 20 minutes away from the mountains, so rip out there for a little bit. But yeah, that's more that's probably a, a date activity for me. Less of a, a night thing and more of a an afternoon, date afternoon. Mm -hmm. See, that's a great answer. I'm proud of you. <laughs> that sounds good because then they're like hungry for like for a dinner. You work them and then say like, okay, now it's time to to refuel carb load. Carbs. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. and then um, now we've reached the either or section of the questions. So, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Yeah. Oh, I thought you would say mountains. I Very. Love, I love surfing. I love being on the oh beach. Oh my gosh. We really are best friends. I love mountains too. I live literally six blocks away from a beach and 20 minutes away from a mountain. Oh my gosh. But I, like, I like the beach. If I, if I got to choose between the two, it's always going to be. Hashtag hey. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then suit and tie or sweats? Uh... Oh man, that depends. I mean, I suit. What depends? That's a hard one to answer. All I, right. Would I rather be in, honestly. Sweats, man. Yeah. What, what about the swoot, which is a sweatsuit? <laughs> what is that? It's a suit made out of sweat pant material. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> it's on the new girl, but I don't think it's a real thing. I love it. <laughs> no that's something that you would see people wearing in vancouver though if it was a real thing yeah like dude fine. take off that swoot <laughs> what are you doing yeah <laughs> okay and then favorite holiday which meaning like not a place to go on a vacation like halloween or christmas things like that uh you know what I would say Christmas. I, uh, I have a wonderful new niece that's, um, she's, she'll be two in October. I'm looking at a picture of her right now, her massive blue eyes looking back at me. Aww. Um, Aww. Yeah. Isn't she precious? She oh, is so precious. Yeah. That's so cute. So she, um, she comes and visits now at Christmas or we see her at Christmas and that's pretty much the best thing of, of anything ever. Uh, so that's probably that's that's got to be my favorite holiday now. I probably would have said something like Labor Day, before, you know, before she. <laughs> you know, you could be though the lone person who chose Labor Day, yeah. and you'd be like the patron saint of yeah. Labor Day. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, before before she came along, that was my day. But. Uh, <laughs> Now that, now this well, you know what? This article, I mean, this interview will probably air on Labor Day. Get out. Yeah. Get out. It's a true story. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Is that what the third is? Yeah. Right, so, look at you. <laughs> no, you're too late. It's already Christmas. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> All right. And then the last question, which is always the hardest one. Favorite Hallmark movie? And you're definitely allowed to choose one you're in. Uh, favorite Hallmark movie is probably not a movie. I think it's probably uh, the Dark of Night, Science mm-hmm. Silver River episode. That's a really good one. Most, um, I think it's the, to me, and I don't want to make too much of it, but I, I really think it's the most important to me that I've seen because it, it sort of happened at a time that Hallmark was starting to push a little bit out of their comfort zone into telling stories that were a little darker and a little more compelling and a little more real. And to be a part of that was like, um, like I said, I mean, it's, it's one of the, one of my favorite projects that I've worked on in my career. So that's gotta be the one. Nice. Okay. That's amazing. We like, I feel like that's a great answer. So I agree. Well, you you passed the test. I did. Yes, you did. (laughs) You got all of the answers right. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't enough. What do I get? (laughs) You can come to Utah and we'll buy you dinner. Are you guys from Utah? Yeah. (laughs) If you you ever film a Hallmark movie, because they do sometimes film in Utah, we will at least tell you the good places. Yes. We will do this over dinner at the Olive Garden. At the Olive Garden? (laughs) There's probably only one, right? No, there's like three in the greater Salt Lake area. Oh my gosh. That would be so fun. I, yeah. Let's do it. If we ever ever make a movie down there in the greater Salt Lake area, we're hitting an Olive Garden with uh, a microphone and some pasta. We're going to sit around and talk again. Okay. We will... We won't like force you to do it. It's not like this is a contract, but we'll remind you. (laughs) That would be such a great thing. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We had so much fun. Hopefully you had a great time. I had a great time. It was, uh, it was a blast. You two are lovely. It was great meeting you. Yeah, it was great to meet you. And do you have social media that you'd like to share or anything like that? Um, you can find me at uh, Lane underscore Edwards 14 on Instagram. Um, I believe just Lane Edwards on Twitter. Uh, and that's about, I mean, you can find my fan page on Facebook, but nobody goes there. Does anyone actually use Facebook for anything anymore? Oh, I use Facebook all the time, but like Lane Edwards on Facebook. Look me up. I will. I'll I'll follow you right now. I just basically use it to keep track of my book club. That's that's about it these days. But but no, it's great. I'll have all that those links in the uh, description section if you want to check out uh, Lane on social media. And thanks again. And Amber, where can people find you? Wait, first make sure you watch. Wedding of Dreams right. this Saturday, Wedding. seven eight no nine eight central on Hallmark Channel. Yeah, me and Deb yes. G and Pascal Hutton. Yeah, and don't Robert. forget Pascal and Lauren McNamara. <laughs> it will be so fun. So I'm very excited. So Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere that you can find it. If you can put in your reviews, 
on iTunes. We really appreciate it because the more people can find us. So thanks again. And thanks again, Lane. We really appreciate it. Thank and, you so much for having me. You too. It was great. And we'll, okay. we'll talk and to you again And you're soon. the best, just for the record. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>